Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Wyoming. We'd like to start today's show saluting the United States of America with the playing of the National Anthem. So glad you all joined us today. Nothing like getting our day started with our national anthem. We have a great show today. We're going to be talking about happenings in the legislature, kind of the aftermath, maybe some of the issues that are coming up with the United States of America in the world stage. We're going to be taking a look at our energy, what's happening with our energy supplies, talk agriculture and some of the hardships that are, could be ahead for our producers are in the state. It's going to be a long, hot summer. Also, we'll take a look at sports. Hey, the Cowboys and Cowgirls, we always want to talk about them. We're also going to take today and take a look at maybe some places we can go for summer vacation here in the state of Wyoming with these prices of fuel being up. Maybe it's the time to start visiting the state. And finally today, we're going to talk about vanilla ice and $1 million. All here today on Let's Talk Wyoming your Everything Wyoming podcast. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Wyoming weather. It definitely is winter out here on Monday, the 21st of March. Had a nice little storm come through last night. Gave us a nice dose of some snow on the ground. A wet snow. Of course, that's our Wyoming rain storms. Looks like the rest of the week will clear up. And I see forecasts for a lot better temperatures. I see some green grass out there in the yard and around. And it won't take long. Unfortunately, we're continuing on with our drought, which I think is going to be a major issue for us going forward. I think all we can do at this time is just pray for rain. And hopefully we'll get some cooler temperatures that we don't warm up immediately high temperatures that we have a tendency to pretty much dry us completely out but we'll continue positive thoughts for rain in the future or snow taking a look at wyoming politics more than 100 house republicans are slated to host a fundraiser for representative liz cheney's main primary challenger harry hageman of wyoming house minority leader kevin mccarthy told the daily caller about the event on thursday a Republican source confirmed news of the fundraiser to The Hill. 
The event is set to be held at the home of longtime McCarthy advisor and Republican fundraiser Jeff Miller on March 30th. The fundraiser marks a unified effort by the House Republicans to oust one of their own members. Cheney irked many in her own caucus last year after she voted to impeach former President Donald Trump for his role in the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol. So good news for Harriet Hageman on her campaign for that primary election coming up in August. A lot of ground to be covered in the next few months. A lot of important work to be done. Also in Wyoming political news, Wendy Schuler, Republican from Evanston, has declared that she will run again, run for re-election. She is the author of the Fairness in Women's Sports Bill, and she said that if she is re-elected, she will bring that bill back up to the floor of the legislature, which is really encouraging that she will continue that battle on. So, in other news, the Freedom Convoy is still in Washington, D.C. They are staying strong. They did have a meeting with Senator Cruz and Senator Johnson that I saw videos on, and they relayed that they weren't going anywhere until something was taken care of with these mandate and some of their concerns. Glad to hear that they are staying strong out there. So continuing on, I did see that there were another convoy going through the state again, coming from Washington. More people that are wanting to join this. But I, I really admire these people that are out there. They are staying strong. They're every which way that they've been, roadblocks have been put up trying to keep them out of downtown D.C. I did see the video where about 12 trucks got into D.C. So continue on. Freedom Convoy, you're doing a lot of great work and freedom is what they're after. In an article from the Cowboy State Daily by Claire McFarland, Oil and natural gas production in Wyoming is supported by an overwhelming majority of state residents questioned in a statewide survey, including 68% of the Democrats polled. The biennial poll conducted in February, commissioned by the Petroleum Association of Wyoming, was designed to analyze oil and gas exploration attitude among state residents. Paws reported that of the 500 residents contacted in a random telephone survey conducted prior to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, 88% approved of oil and natural gas production in Wyoming. Of the Democrats surveyed, 68% said they approved of oil and gas production. In addition, 54% of the Democrats said they believe drilling efforts are compatible with natural recreation and preservation endeavors. Of the voters identifying themselves as independent, 74% backed oil and gas production in the state, while 95% of the Republicans polled voiced approval. The viewpoints on current federal restrictions on the industry varied widely across party lines. In total, 51% of the Wyoming voters from all party affiliation said restrictions on production were excessive, which the Petroleum Association stated was a 19% increase from 2020. 74% of the voters agree that increasing the use of natural gas is the best way to reduce carbon emissions and fight climate change without disruption to everyday life, the survey said. While more than two-thirds of the voters are unwilling to pay more for energy to curb climate change. Respondents to the poll, wrote the Petroleum Association, were a representative cross-section of likely voters in Wyoming, including 52% women, 48% men, 70% Republican, 16% Democrat, and 11% Independent and others. I guess it looks like the people of Wyoming are definitely behind Wyoming energy. Taking a look at Wyoming agriculture with these warm temperatures, our farmers will be out in the fields in mass getting those crops planted. 
Reports are that the water will be turned out in the irrigation canals starting around the 1st of April, which means they'll be able to get water on those immediately. The livestock producers are right in the process of still calving, depending on what their calving uh, season is. I have saw reports of issues with stillborns, and a lot of it has been put back to potentially subpar feed. Maybe someone is feeding second uh, or two-year-old hay. It may be an issue that you're doing that just because of the cost of feed. Sometimes you have to resort to what you have available to try to feed those animals. So just something else that the uh, that they're looking at. Another report that I did see this last week that there's a rail line in Canada that is a union line that is on strike. And with that, it's going to reduce and have an effect on some of our fertilizer getting shipped into the U.S. So just something else that's happening. Our prices are still looking like the crop prices will be up, but all of our input prices are also up. Price of fuel will stay up. It's just going to be one of those type of summers with a lot of effects out there, and all these commodity prices will bear to that. And um, a lot of sleepless nights, I would assume, with a lot of people trying to make decisions on what path to go forward. According to the Action Institute, when it comes to meat packers, the cost of following federal U.S. Department of Agricultural guidelines and various other federal rules is so high that only the most powerful processors can stay in business, essentially creating a market structure which only a few firms dominate. So more regulation leads to less competition in the processing sector, which does have an effect on the rising prices. These costs also are being passed on to consumers. Biden could redress the cost-inducing excesses of federal regulations. Instead, the president has chosen to distribute a whopping $1 billion in an attempt to stop these issues. If Biden were to pursue a solution that does not involve $1 billion in taxes, such a plan already exists. Legislation has been sitting in Congress for roughly six years. The Prime Act would accomplish the same goal by cutting back unnecessary federal regulations. Rather interesting that this article is talking about about regulations that people are facing. This is similar to what's going on in the oil and gas industry and kind of a cross-section. These high costs are, are causing people everything to go up. Unnecessary costs go back to the consumers. So rather interesting the direction this is all going. Taking a look at Wyoming sports, the Wyoming Cowboys season concluded. They dropped their opening round of the NCAA tournament to the Indiana Hoosers. Tough, tough game for the Cowboys. They they battled throughout the game, had some opportunities, some shots late wouldn't fall, and they saw their season come to an end. The Cowboys will start the build for next year, a great season. They were predicted eighth in the conference in the preseason polls. So it's job well done by everyone down there with the program. We'll start to see a few players. Right now, I think I saw four players transfer out um, that transfer portal that we've talked about with the football team. Players will be leaving. It'll be time for the team to look at what they need for next year, see what they have for recruits, who they can pick up, probably through the portal. I don't know if they have any recruits signed. I have not heard that. But the Cowboys finished out their season. Now the Cowgirls are in Another story, they're in the women's NIT. They're on to the third round after two great performances. The last game against Tulsa was a triple overtime thriller in Laramie. The Cowgirls prevailed. They'll take on the UCLA Lady Bruins Thursday night at the Dome of Doom. 
be an opportunity for the Cowgirls to get a little revenge from the Bruins. Last year, the UCLA Bruins beat the Cowgirls in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. The Cowgirls were in the tournament last year after winning the Mountain West Conference Tournament Championship. And let's say it was not a pretty game, so it's an opportunity for the Cowgirls to maybe take a little bit of revenge against those UCLA Lady Bruins Thursday night at the Dome of Doom. So good luck to the Lady Cowgirls. Taking yet a new topic on board here on Let's Talk Wyoming, we'll talk about tourism and travel. Going to be a questionable year this year with the price of fuel where it is. I'm waiting to see what kind of effect these high prices will have, and it looks like the prices will go into the summer with no end in sight. And so I got to thinking about opportunities here in the state of Wyoming. I live up in the northwest part of Wyoming, and there's a lot of areas here to travel to for people in Wyoming. And I just wonder how many people here in Wyoming have not really traveled around the state of Wyoming. A lot of times we look at going out of state for a vacation when there's a lot of great opportunities within the state itself. One of my favorite trips on a weekend trip or just a day trip is up out of Cody and head out of Cody to the north and take the Chief Joseph Highway. That Chief Joseph Highway is unbelievable, the scenery. And the nice thing about it, it really doesn't get a lot of traffic. I guess it's kind of a, but you don't see as many motorhomes and such, people going that way uh, into the park. They usually go around it and, and actually go in from Cody if they're coming from the Wyoming side or from that area. The view is just breathtaking. Outstanding trip, a lot of places to stop and, and hike and, and do different things. One warning that they have up everywhere that it is bear country. Of course, if you're in that part of Wyoming, every <laughs> everywhere is bear country, but just an outstanding trip. Also, another area attraction is our Bighorn Mountains. Outstanding trip from Whirland across to Tent Sleep and then on over the mountain, over to Buffalo. Great towns to visit along the way. And you can make the trip north on Interstate 90 to Sheridan and then go farther north up into Ranchester, and then take 14A back across the Bighorns. You go back into Shell and into Grable. Outstanding trips. You can make that another day trip going that direction. A lot of great places to stop and a lot of great scenery. So try to get out this summer and support our local businesses. Travel Wyoming, and we hope that each week that we can cover a route, maybe some trips in different areas of the state, and share with our listeners. And finally today, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo ended its last weekend with a historical bang. After the new grand champion, the junior marketeer Vanilla Ice, sold for a record-breaking $1 million. Out of the 34 steers and their handlers, 16-year-old Avon Horn from Anson, Texas, and her steer Vanilla Ice became the newest champion. Avon was raised around the cattle industry and has been showing since she was in the third grade. She credits her parents for her love of showing cattle, who also showed cattle when they were in high school. The title of reserve champion, Junior Mark Deer, went to high school junior Tristan Himes of Sterling City, Texas. The Grand Steer champion, Vanilla Ice, was sold to Barbara and Don B. Jordan and family, Lisa and Chris Cunningham, Leslie and Gary Hazelwood, and Laura and Steve McNair. With that purchase... The amount surpassed the rodeo's previous record of $625,000 in 2019. Reserve Grand Champion Deer, shown by Tristan, was sold to Robert Will and Catherine Clay, Scott and Andrea Fish, 
Allen and Julie Kent, Rob and Sherry Walker for $675,000. Avon will receive $85,000 and Tristan will receive $45,000. Since its beginning in 1932, the rodeo has committed more than $550 million to the youth of Texas and education in general. Depending on placement, the rodeo sets a guaranteed minimum payment for each exhibitor who qualifies for the junior market auction. A capped amount is set above the guaranteed minimum for each auction. If the bidding exceeds the cap amount, the additional funds go into the rodeo's education fund for scholarship and grant receipt. Well done, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. You definitely are riding for the brand. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed our show. As per the Code of the West, we ride for the brand, and we ride for Wyoming here at Let's Talk Wyoming, your everything Wyoming podcast.